All right, better we're we're, we're synchronized recording. One, two, three. <laughs> you dickhole! <laughs> I was considering doing one, two, three, clap, and then going like, "Oh, I missed it. We have to do it again." <laughs> this is this is vengeance for every time myself and everyone else in a fucking fursuit picture goes. Wait, I blinked. <laughs> My friends, this is Last Minute Politics, and for the first time live, I am Pepper. And I am still live for now, Dragor. We didn't have to do the thing where we just wait for like, oh, they'll either talk over us or whatever we'll fix in the edit. We just got to do it live. Yay. You got to punch my mic with your drink in my house. Yeah. <laughs> is, is this is this dark charmeleon a coaster actually? It is a coaster. It just has a huge like edges on it and it's kind of lumpy. So like as a coaster, it's you got to still be a little precise with it because if you're off one of those edges, that glass is still flying out of there. I I trust my ability. Do you trust my ability is a real question. You didn't answer. I mean, that was a couch, slick way of dealing with that. This couch is from <laughs> Ikea, but it is one of the nicer Ikea couches. So, hmm. How expensive uh, is it? So, we have a bunch of stuff we want to talk about do. today. And we want to start going over... Well, we've kind of categorized this front thing as like labor and other associated topics. Yeah. Uh, start us with this. So, up first, you may have heard about the wire cutter strikes. And wire cutter is What? Uh, the Wire Cutter is a news website, magazine thing. They do reviews and all this stuff. We've talked about this before in other strikes. This is just kind of a quick hit. Of... Shop using Wire Cutter? What the heck? They do reviews and they have links to everything. And in the URL of those links, whenever you share them with anyone, you're like, why is the link that long? What's all that bullshit? That's all the various tracking stuff. And it's not just specifically tracking. That is the affiliate tracking. So... Uh, a lot of times now, you will blatantly see source equals wire cutter or something like that in your URL bar. And what they also count on is if people share those links from the review, they get more and more kickbacks from, you know, uh, Dell, Microsoft, you know, whatever. Whoever makes a product and you use that link, especially Amazon these days, you get a bunch of money from that. All right? So that money is not shared in any kind of equitable way. Hence, we have a strike. And it's not just Wirecutter. Uh, it's New York Times. And I don't know if Wirecutter is with you, New York Times or not, but there is a Probably union. Probably owned by them, I'm yeah. assuming. There, so Wirecutter does have a union, but not for the entirety of the employees. So uh, as you can see in the tweet that I linked, they're asking for a total of $300,000 in pay floor increases, roughly the equivalent of two New York Times newsroom salaries spread among 66 people. So they want $300,000 more among 66 people. Overall, not a big deal. Not only will they not talk about or meet at the table to deal with union negotiating, but they are moving forward with all of their Black Friday deals, which does require labor, and they are forcing salaried non-union employees to... They're, they're forcing them to scab. So technically, that isn't 
scabbing. Scabbing is you have the ability to not cross the picket line and you choose to. That's, that is scabbing. These are employees that aren't eligible for these union-style protections and negotiations, and they are told, you will be fired if you do not do this. Yeah, they just move within the company. The same kind of thing happened when they were doing, like, when they are still going? Like the John Deere. You hear about this yes. a lot of strikes. John then, Deere had this, too. They'll take, essentially, the middle managers and whoever, te- anybody, tech people, graphic designer, fucking go down. And, like, if you if your salary is just, you do whatever we tell you to do, you know, short of, I don't know. <laughs> well, so, technically, let's do a brief aside. Uh, I am lucky at my current job. Uh, one of the things a... Some salesperson ever was, hey, I want to do X, Y, and Z. That'll drive up revenue. And my response was, well, that's illegal. And no, I will not implement that. And if anyone tries, <laughs> I will report you. In other jobs, if I said that, I would have been fired immediately. Because you, even if it was illegal. You like, gave away money. Not even so much that. they had, Because Illinois is an at-will state, even if they are planning to do an illegal thing, they can still fire you for doing the right thing legally. Like... There isn't even whistleblower stuff. There sort of is whistleblower stuff that protects you, but then you have to go hire a lawyer and go through a potentially years-long process to get restitution. So usually what happens is people are bullied into silence because they can't not work. They have mortgages. They have bills. They have loans. All that stuff. And you, even though you have what we would consider a pretty good, in air quotes, job, you don't have a union? Do you have a union? No. No, most tech bros are actually openly hostile to it because we are paid so much more than most other union-style places that uh, we get silenced with more money, but it's still disproportionate to what the people at the top make. At least you do get to the part where you get paid. Yes. You don't, they don't just say, don't have a union because it'll ruin your life and then not pay you more. <laughs> so for the most part, my experience in the tech sector, and there are like shit, there are very poor wage tech jobs make no mistake there's a lot of them but of the what everyone would call the nice cushy middle class tech jobs even if you're getting paid six figures a lot of those jobs are still incredibly abusive to continue to make that money you still have to get burnt out and sometimes work well over 60 hours a week or more you're in toxic environments you're on call you're it's still nicer than working minimum wage and working 60 hours a week but For anyone who does that, you know, you're sold, oh, well, you have this job, and it's good, and it always starts off good. It's never bad immediately. So you go, oh, I'm going to be able to sustain this for a while. So then you go buy a house, you have a mortgage, and now all of a sudden you don't have that job. Your cost of living is disproportionate to what you're bringing in because you made an assumption that was, you were told, you were sold that. So what, what can we, I, you've gone down what we can do to support the wire cutter strike, but at at the same time, like. The, the tech strikes are always, I, hopefully I'm not t- pulling us too off topic, the tech strikes are, are weird to me. Like, they're def- well, they're definitely different, like, factually, but it, it's definitely been interesting seeing, because when you think of strikes, you think of blue-collar things, because usually those yes. are the people who actually have unions. And I guess I shouldn't even be saying strike, but, like, walkout, there was the Netflix walkout. We've had Google walkouts. We have the wire, this is, is the wire cutter one an actual... There's an actual strike for union employees, and then they're getting they're pulling down management, right? So there is yeah. an actual strike at the business of Wirecutter. It's, it's hmm. I'm I'm curious to see. I don't have a conclusion. I'm curious to see where labor strikes and where the labor movement goes w- within tech and how concessions are either made or fought for. Because, for instance, when I read through the Netflix demands, the one the most recent one related to uh, transphobic response, but the the fucking Dave Chappelle one, everybody's mad yeah. about. Everybody knows. 
like the demands listed there. And if you read through like, okay, if, if all those changes actually happen, I don't want to say that the, ch- the demands are a weak sauce, <laughs> but some of the demands are fucking weak sauce. They're like, we want someone who will tell our boss, like you're bad. Stop it. Don't be bad. And it's like, okay, that's the big change. So <laughs> like the, the urge, we want an apology, the urge okay. where those things come from is the, to me, if I'm taking it, sincerely why is that there it's because they want accountability and you have to have some kind of structure even at a surface level if it looks like well what's that going to accomplish well if you don't even have the role there to point to this person's responsibility is accountability like it's a stepping stone but it's clearly abused why don't by they call the power for that guy to resign why don't they like ceo fuck off like it's a demand on a list of demands they aren't going to do anyway why not make that your demand because <laughs> i don't think people actually want that I don't know. And you just described that people in the tech industry aren't the most, like, let's labor organize type people necessarily. No, no. They're, they're, my, personal, my personal confirmation bias experience is tech bros absolutely are capitalists. Each tech bro assumes at some point they're going to try and either they're going to ascend in the ranks of Google or Microsoft or what have you, and then maybe later they'll have their startup idea and get a bunch of venture capital funding. Or they're young, and I've tried it too several times. You're going to try and do it younger, and then you're going to be one of those success stories, and then you either get to cash out or you're in control of a company and you're the next Mark Zuckerberg or what have you. The, the fantasy is not just there, but you're surrounded by people. There's enough people trying and venture capitalists, like part of the whole control scheme of not having fragmentation in tech is the venture capitalists are constantly buying out these little startups. It's essentially they remain in control, right? So like part of the strategy is they're not actually interested in any of these things. Like how many startups have you seen that don't make money, but it gets eyeballs? You don't make startups because you want to do a thing anymore. You This is already years old. Yes. This isn't even new. You make the startup to get bought, Yes. Not because you want to actually run a company. You Correct. and a couple friends get together and like, let's get bought out for $10 million before shit actually gets it, real. The, the number one thing that is talked about. So the first stage is you have to build something that attracts users. And then once you have the thing that attracts users, it's very nebulous. But then all you're talking about is exit strategy. How do you freaking build? This is just me asking you for speculation, sure. but like the challenges that the normal labor market has, where the abuses are so much in your face and you're so much farther away. Like, no, your average McDonald's employee is not on the verge of doing a startup McDonald's and getting bought out by McDonald's. That's not even an option for them. They're so much farther away from the the fictional Brett. The oh, you can be a millionaire too. Shit. So like, what do you? All you can do is speculate. But what do you? How do you think the labor movement either? could include tech people like how do we get tech people on board and even how do you because if you knew that we would solve everything but like tell me about what do you think about labor movement in your sector of which i am not a part so the the personal experience i have is a lot of us always experience to some degree frustration or a dictation from people that aren't even in tech the number one thing that tech people empathize with through each other is ah fucking management or ah fucking product or sales People that don't understand how tech works tell us what to do and make time schedules that is the antithesis to the best way to produce software and technological-based things. Turns out that's true of just almost everything. Like, unless you have a comet coming to Earth and you literally have a hard deadline, uh, there's no such thing as a deadline. 
So the place I'm at is better in this regard in that uh, the tech team has a seat at the decision-making table. And for better or worse, I would say that's why we're farther away from a union. Because <laughs> you have more it's control. better for us, so we don't feel the urge is bad. Right? You, the thing you make a union to get is some kind of influence over your workplace. And you have some kind of influence over your workplace. Non-financial influence, correct. Yeah. Not controlling influence, but <laughs> at least your boss will go, all right. <laughs> Since good idea. Well, and we've talked about it before with the Activision stuff. What's the what is the long term game plan? I genuinely believe if it's not like a complete movement, not complete because I, I can't be perfectionist in this thinking. But if Google, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, if enough of those devs and tech people really start the union stuff, it will all get heavily outsourced. The reason they don't is because they all, for the most part, value and understand that when you're dealing with when your primary users are American English-speaking people, uh, they are aware of what happens when you go the cheaper route and you don't have the language. So to a certain extent, they are paying us to be American devs. They don't actually care about much else. There are, there is, they haven't figured out how to price out how many American devs do you need to pay so much that they don't form a union, and how do you outsource the rest? That equation is not solved because what's the number one, what's the number two thing tech people complain about? Fucking contractors, the outsourcing, because they're paid so little they don't care. So you have you have time zone things, you have language barriers, and at the end of the day, capital ends up getting a product that they have a harder time selling. So these social things haven't fully been ironed out, and to me, that's the opportunity for forming the union. We, sh we need to form our unions before they figure out how to beat us and not need to deal with unions. It would, it would be nice if we could get ahead of one of those timetables of the inevitable. <laughs> but when, we, when we're reading, to, to link this to all the 1800s shit we read, when we talk about a class having development, well... A subclass of labor would be like tech jobs or even specifically like programming software. That is not a heavily developed industry, and there is no developed like united consciousness amongst those laborers because they just haven't existed long enough for one thing. And like you're saying, we're, the fact that the rat race still can have enough winners to incentivize enough people to not be forced to work collaboratively. I think the linchpin there is going to be, you're talking about the beginning, that they will pay you more to not want to have a union. But as more recent econ economists and studies have shown, they, they still are actually underpaid by a lot. So like, <laughs> like people making 200 and whatever thousand a year, like if you really did your, like the value they're creating should be getting like millions and millions. <laughs> if you yes. were like doing an equal actual, you did this much for the company, so you get this much. Correct. So... <laughs> In and a game dev, way. game dev especially. Let's cycle into that. Do it. A portion of the tech industry that I think would be more likely to want to unionize because they don't have the things you're talking about. Who never gets to have a meeting with their boss and like, I have some ideas. Grunts in game development. Like the, the, the people who are just sitting there like uh, the doing the actual work of making the game, the thousands of people who are sitting there, the ones who the, the upper ups can consider replaceable, the ones who are like, oh, you got burned out next who yep. just graduated. Get in here. We'll hire you for about a year. And then you'll go to some other company like those. That class of labor, I think, has a lot of potential for organization. And at the head of that is the Activision Blizzard 
monolith, huge <laughs> snowball of shit that just keeps happening. So we've heard about their various abuses. Brief recap. Uh, general crap culture of like, okay, a, a worker abuse to the point where one female co-worker ended up killing herself midway through some business trip with a bunch of Activision people. Since that, there have been various FC, FTC, Federal Trade Commission, lawsuits, which are mostly about them getting in trouble for not telling the shareholders about their abuse. Not in trouble for the actual abuse, but in trouble because it's a money crime if you are so evil that that could affect your share prices. And that that is actually a crime. Like, yeah, your, your a, duty is to the shareholders. Like, that we're not exaggerating that. That, that is true. If you legally fuck over your shareholders by being a rapist, that can... Inter- not The rape part won't be the crime. It'll be the what you did to your shareholders by damaging the reputation of your company. Yes. That's the crime. At least that the well, federal... Well, that's the crime that they care about. This is this is another spin on uh, how why why did Al Capone go to jail? Tax evasion. Ta- <laughs> yeah. Not those other things. Yeah, those were fine, apparently. Or it's they couldn't like pin them on them or didn't have the will to. Eh. That also if they, if they if they went for those other things, that means they would have to apply a similar equal measure of those crimes to, to the police, like the legal actors doing the same things. So the <laughs> the developments in the, since then has been that Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Activision. It's not just that he oversaw a company that let these things happen. He like directly He's a primary participated. Participant. Yeah. He, we have, it usually doesn't come out, like, you you kind of think these things are happening, but you don't usually get the smoking gun of, yeah, we got a voicemail that Kodak lo- left one of his like, employees where he essentially threatened to, he said, I'm going to destroy you, I think is how it was specifically phrased, but he's calling into his rando grunt employees and threatening them. It's like a, multi- a billionaire who's like, I feel the need to threaten my lower level employees. And... Then there was an email that came out that was that Kodak at the time criticized for being tone deaf. Yeah, he wrote it. That was like his email that was like an early response to the thing. And uh, as a response to all of that, remember the people who can actually hold Kodak responsible for this are the shareholders. And the shareholders are likely pretty happy with their CEO because if they weren't, they wouldn't be the CEO for money reasons. So they learn about this. And they're up there, they're like, no, we're not going to fire the CEO, even though we know he directly himself has harassed his own employees. And then, like, the company itself put out misinformation under the guise of it being someone else. And uh, what we've linked, actually, what another one of our one of our listeners, one of you, freaking linked in our chat, I'll repost. It's like, here's all the board members who think Codex doing a great job. Uh, so there's that article. Oh, wait, wait, all right, really, really quick. So if you share that link or if other people do it, you see those UTM underscore campaign, UTM underscore medium. Oh, it's medium. Those are all the trackies. UTM underscore source. So you can see that this one, like this link Twitter, was shared okay, because Twitter. someone saw it on Twitter. Wow. Okay. And so all of this tracking is like, and Twitter knows, because you were probably logged in when you did that. So they know not only are you sharing this, but they probably also are building some model of knowing what your various leanings are and what things you're more likely to buy, and they do use all of this to advertise at you. 
I believe that. I took this from Discord and copied and pasted it back into itself. But what I'm saying is yeah. because you copied that entire link, so you use that on your browser and you have this here on Discord and all of our Discord users continue to click it. And if any of our Discord users are also Twitter people, they know the network of how that specific <laughs> link spread and who to give credit and money to. This is a sl slight aside. Tech things, and because we, when you talk about socially socialism, Marxism y things, it's usually in relation to like coal miners and factory workers and stuff. So when we talk about what is the means of production and who owns it, uh, the apparatus that does things like this would I would consider part of the means of production. The all, the the yep. tracking mechanisms that then are essentially data mining. Yeah, and then I would consider that data itself like that is the real product for most of these companies and in Wirecutter, like you were talking about that seems to be the money from the what i consider the real product the advertising shit the tracking the data whoever you're selling what you're making on the back end not the articles they write which is the upfront quote-unquote product <laughs> but all of the data they get from people who then click on that and everything blah, blah, blah. the fact that that revenue that that resource that value is not then shared amongst everyone at Wirecutter. Whether or not you think the data itself is like should be harvested at all, correct? Yeah, that's what leads to shit like this. the The surplus value that is created, the profit motive, the profit that is created is just not shared among the amongst the people who work there, and they are owned by the New York Times. So really, who we're talking about is the New York Times, and do they have a parent company? Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta... But that's what enables something relatively that I haven't even heard of, a wire cutter, a relatively smaller business, to still have the same business practices as an Activision or a New York Times or a Walmart or an Amazon or whatever, because they're all vertically integrated companies. New York, New York Times is its own company still? So the New York Times company is the owner? And they own a bunch of other people, so they are the, the, the top of that particular pyramid. The same reason that like Bobby Kotick will not be fired because he currently is turning the the wheels of capital for his capitalist friend. like the as long as the money keeps coming things are not <laughs> going to change and the only way to keep the money from coming they're like well we should do a boycott it's like well remember just how broad that's like saying let's boycott movies let's boycott marvel you there is no way you're getting bil literal billions of people on board with that and if it's not them, it's just going to be, oh, sorry. Okay, Activision's taken care of. Let's do 2K. Okay, they're taken care of. Here comes EA. Okay, they're taken care of. Like, are we going to whack-a-mole every company individually? Or do we change the incentive structures and the fucking rules they have to follow so it is impossible, or at least ex very close to impossible, to become a company like Activision, where by the end of it, you start out as, we're the, we are the real people who make the games, and we will get rid of big bully Atari company in the fucking 70s and 80s, <laughs> to now you have your CEO who's like, yeah, I said I'd kill her on the phone, and I mean it! <laughs> and they're like, bonus. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's some more money. We're gonna we're gonna shoot that monkey. <laughs> that monkey is dying. Regardless, <laughs> we just have to make sure we can convince people that weed did it. All right, we that, were talking we, yesterday <laughs> about how the the studies that are like weed will kill you because yeah, the government or somebody a government funded thing they basically put a monkey in a fucking beekeeper hood and pumped weed smoke until it suffocated. <laughs> and Dragor is like, look, they were gonna kill that monkey regardless. <laughs> they they could have just shot the monkey. <laughs> yeah, drug deals killed that monkey. They would have sprinkled some weed on the monkey and been like, ah, weed got that monkey killed. 
meaning the 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 conclusion was arrived at before the study. They need the money. Nothing else matters. They needed to say that we killed that monkey. Nothing else really mattered. So speaking of labor, uh, a lot of times I always like to talk about uh, not only theory of what could we do differently, but also what is out there that is actually making progress. And this is not to say what I'm about to talk about is meant to be put on a pedestal or like, see perfection. Uh, Germany has a new chancellor, or rather a someone that will be the new chancellor. We're not going to get too into the depths of German parliament politics. Angela and Merkel, rules. who was chancellor forever and ever. 18 years. You're allowed to, yeah, you're just allowed to. You see when it's Europe, though, the, the term limits, no one's like Angela Merkel's a dictator. But if it's somebody in anywhere else that the U.S. doesn't like and they've won presidency a few years in a row, they're a dictator. Yes. You see. Uh, Angela Merkel is stepping down. She's like, I'm not, well, not running again. So there will be a new German chancellor. And based on how the math is, we're pretty sure we know who it's going to be. There's votes coming on like December 6th and December 9th. But the way this is similar to uh, we call the election for presidency such here in the United States. The polls are showing. (laughs) Yeah. And so unless uh, fantastic fuckery happens, uh, Olaf Schultz. I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly, is going to be the new chancellor. And there's two parts to this. One is uh, an LGBT news Twitter thread uh, tweeted some... Basically, they, they're reporting on plans. So, all right, this person, the whole uh, uh, chancellor and that party and everything, the way this works is they expect, they know this is going to happen, so they are telling everyone, okay... Here's what we ran on, and now that we know we're going to win, like here are the things we are going to enact once we are in. So this is kind of similar to what is your first 100 days plan going to be? They have a party platform and campaign promises, and now they're like, well, here's how we're going to do them. So here are uh, six queer things that are supposedly going to be enacted. None of this is like written into law or is guaranteed to happen, but they do have a history of seemingly following through with stuff like this these are plans but not like plans how joe biden makes them and that he says them gets elected and then pretends he doesn't you know what he said like in germany we we're slightly more optimistic optimistic we think this will probably they'll probably the do data it. points say when they say things like this in this context that they are more likely yeah. to happen and they have a history of that being how it works yes so uh there are six points here on the queer things one is a new self-id law for trans people uh, oh, by the way, for these, for the queer stuff, I have not actually found an English language article that backs this stuff, and I don't know how to search for things and do Google Translate in German, so I'm taking this on good faith that this is true, but I have not been able to verify. New self-ID law for trans people. I think that's more of a, uh, you are removing medical gatekeeping. So essentially, it says to the person, if you identify yourself as trans, okay, you can go do that. You don't need to go through all of these hoops, especially with doctors who might be uh, transphobic and what have you. And in the U.S., this is very, very common. This would be just some paperwork you fill out yes. to change your ID. Uh, number two, reinforced ban on intersex surgeries. So two things there. One, intersex surgeries in particular means if a baby is born intersex, you are not allowed to do corrective surgery. There is already laws and bans on that, but that does not necessarily stop things because Similar to, I hate to compare it this way, but like if people are hell bent on doing a thing, they're gonna try and do it 
And so I'm assuming this means a reinforced ban means more effort and resources into more strict consequences when it when that fucking horror actually happens or, you know, ways to more resources to prevent it from happening. Number three, total ban on conversion therapy. That's a given. Conversion therapy. You go to this church-based thing where they tell you gay is a sin, and here, if you jeebus hard enough, you aren't gay anymore. Uh, number four, no restrictions on blood donations by gay and bi men and trans people. This is one that even the American CDC technically has reports saying for like 20 fucking years now, we don't need, but we do anyway because we're bigots. Number five, funding of gender reassignment surgeries through public-private insurance. So I'm assuming this is some combination of if you have your public plan insurance there, it's either going to outright cover it or deductibles or what have you. And I'm assuming to continue to be allowed to offer private insurance in, insurance in Germany, you must cover some or all of these things. Like there is a legal entity that says you have to do this now or you're not allowed to do insurance anymore. I'm trying to think of like equivalents in the U.S. medical history and probably... It's kind of like the equivalent of us saying no more pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Like, that's the closest <laughs> parallel I can say. And number six, oh, this is the best thing. Compensation for trans people who have suffered harm due to former gender change requirements. In particular, we didn't talk about this before, but do you know what a common requirement is for a lot of trans stuff? Common requirement, trans stuff from who? From the government? From getting jobs? No, as in like in, in a lot of countries to, get... to go to transition, a requirement commonly is castration. Don't you have to, ah, uh, like you have to have had freaking reassignment. Not just reassignment. You have to like be chemically castrated before you can go further through with these things. So like in, you might have seen, and a gut reaction from a lot of people is, why the fuck do we have to be gender neutral around periods? And the truth is, there are trans men that don't opt for certain surgeries, and if they choose to decide, or for whatever reason, are unable to continue their hormones, that stuff is the, still there. Every so often you get a trans man who has a cis man partner, and they make the decision, or especially the trans man makes the decision that, they still want to have the kid, and then they will go back on hormones after. So you can have, technically, if we're following as to what it is, a pregnant man. Because who who cares, right? Like, wh who? how does that affect you, Pepper? Everybody listening here has at least some, has a slightly better understanding, I say better understanding, we have some understanding of, of sex v. gender and how, like, when, when, when you say pregnant man, what you're really saying is like a pregnant human that society has decided the way they dress, talk, act, hair, whatever, is man. Yes, because we as a society <laughs> like, care about yeah. that. <laughs> and so, that's, that's, the whole, that's what the whole fucking, this whole big fight is about, by the way. It's that they're mad that somebody who has whatever biology has the outward signifiers of an idea we made up. And really, that changes almost every day and yeah. every year. Every but in particular, the compensation is the psychological damage of gatekeeping. It's taken people a very long time to get through it, even in the United States, where it, for the most part, is pretty good. I'm trying to think of situations where I'm like, yeah, definitely compensation. The easiest one would be like people who got fired because they like wore the wrong clothes. And it's like, you should get a check. Well, so in particular, <laughs> they say... Harm due to former gender change requirements. So that's like 
the requirements are, if you don't know this, and that really is, you have to do these specific things. For a lot of people, you are not allowed to change your gender marker until getting a big surgery. So in this gender change, the fr- the, the the phrase gender change is what is like is transition. Yes. So requirements in order to in Europe be considered a like legally valid yes. transition. Yes. You have like to... to get the gender marker changed on your birth uh-huh. certificate and on your ID has farther stri- far more strict requirements in the United States. So if that. you fucked up your life to clear those hurdles, yes. you can get compensated. And what what was the line you said when I brought this up? I was saying that I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Reparations for trans people who've been uh, wronged by a, a wrong system. Why not expand who else should be? <laughs> if I agree, there should be a payout for that. I think there are many other things that also should get a freaking payout. Like, if you've been fucked over by the immigration system, you should probably. If you've been fucked over by colonization, you should. Probably, the thing I yelled was like, "Our fucking trans." The thing I immediately yelled was, "Are trans people in Germany going to get reparations before American former like descendants of slaves are going to get reparations?" And the answer yes. is probably. Like it's <laughs> it's a lot more likely that Germany will do that than the U.S. will uh, begin to reckon with its history of forced labor and the. When I talk about value created that was not distributed to the people who created it, that's really all we're talking about. Yeah. If we were talking about a company that fucked over its workers 80 years ago, and then, oh, sorry, well, it, it would all just feel different to us. But that's really what it is. Plantations are companies. The cotton industry is a fucking industry. These are eco- economic crimes as much as, like, being mean to each other crimes, and I see no reason why we shouldn't. Solve, start solving them economically because then we can all we can we can do the kumbaya circle once everybody's taken care of yeah <laughs> uh there's more uh i will share the link with our folks i'm gonna do a very quick hit of other things in this plan the you know the the german 100 days or what have you and keep in mind this is all kind of through the filter of i don't want to say like because when we say lib shit we we really do mean american lib shit um, but like, for I example, the, say all of liberalism counts in this, but, but it's different in different countries for what they deem liberal. Cause we are so fucking right of center. That I mean, it's not cap- the same over there. I'm talking capital L free market okay. liberal. Like the things that are liberated are, are markets. Yeah. So, uh, the German climate change, they want to be climate neutral by 2045, but a, so there's a lot of green energy investment. Is carbon but it's neutral a, the one where you're allowed to do whatever the hell you want, but if you pay at the end, it's carbon neutral? Or is that net zero? I believe those are the same thing. <laughs> same thing. So, by the way, whenever we're saying these terms, if you, hear, if you hear any company talking about anything, any like weird, fluffy language, that means there is a possibility that they are changing absolutely nothing about their levels of pollution. They just pay a fine, and then we did 10, I don't know, we did $1 worth of pollution, then we paid a dollar. So, see, that's net zero yeah i don't know the full <laughs> details of this uh minimum wage increase and That's great. uh always do that there's a minimum wage increase and a lot of uh, apartments being developed with a segment of them being social housing and that's not like uh cabrini green or uh american failures of it like public it's, housing it's, in europe is a little it's fine. It's just it's, housing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, voting age changes. I'm not going to go into that one. That really gets into the, get the German parliamentary. It's good. getting lowered from 18 to 16, and then they're going to put a cap on the number of MPs they can have. They have 735 seats. I think the voting age should lower. Oh, we completely forgot to say it. In Nicaragua, the voting age is 16. Oh, hooray. Uh, the big one, another big one, which 
we don't know the full implications of, but immigrants will be able to apply for German citizenship after five years, and this also includes people who have been there for decades. So if you have, you know, you were, you immigrated because of your parents at three, and you are now 30 and still not a German citizen, uh, you, in theory, are going to have an ability to fast track and become a citizen. Uh, there's a COVID crisis team, okay, foreign policy, this is like the biggest red flag in that the party said they wanted to raise Europe's strategic sovereignty, which effectively means more independence on energy, security, and other international issues. However, Germany's relationship with the U.S. and its membership of the NATO alliance will remain central to its security. That's like the peak lib shittiest thing in this whole thing. We're all still friends. Uh, Germany's no new debt rule, more financial lib shit, and the other cool one is... There was a ban on doctors being able to advertise that they can perform abortions. The abortion clinics weren't banned, but advertising was banned. This ban on advertising that you can perform abortions is lifted. I try to look through all of these changes through a class lens, like you know, like it's the whole goal of what we're of how I try to freaking think about these things. And some of these changes are, I mean, minimum wage increase, geez. And remember, these are all proposed changes. These has not, these have not actually happened yet. Don't go around thinking they have. Minimum wage increase, heck, I see like basically nothing wrong with that because it immediately helps out the poorest people real quick. When we're talking about the EU and Germany, Germany is kind of the US of the EU. Like yeah. They are the most powerful state within the European Union, especially now that the UK is absolutely not part of the EU anymore. Not even kind of, sort of. You, we heard about how broke Greece is. Greece isn't broke just because Greece is, oh, they just suck with money, fucking dumbass Grecians. Uh, <laughs> it's, they had a lot of austerity, and austerity is a you tighten your belt, uh, poor, brokest people, so we can all get along with things. Austerity means pushing the, the problems onto the poor people. That's, can, I, can I give a little Bill Hicks give, quip on austerity? Yeah, Bill Hicks always said, you know, it'd be easier to believe in austerity if I was tightening my belt around Jesse Helms' neck. <laughs> <laughs> Poor people are never asked to take austerity. It's, I'm sorry, rich people are never asked to take the austerity yeah. measures. It's always us who must accept slightly less unemployment benefits. Us who must accept uh, harder requirements to get on the Medicaid or whatever. Those are austerity measures. Yep. Those have been forced. Greece is the most famous example. Greece has just been economically fucking obliterated, mostly to the benefit of countries like Germany and Germany specifically. Germany gets to just dictate to Greece what they have to do and Greece can either take it or they can I don't know, would military would, it, would Germany militarily invade Greece to impose their austerity measures? Maybe. Who knows? But I feel like at that <laughs> point, considering Germany's history, they would ask a U.S. favor. It'd be EU sanctions <laughs> is what it would be. It'd be fucking sanctions. But the reasons that the reason that countries within the EU, when we talk about like oh Sweden, the, the Nordic model, Norway, the countries that have essentially capitalism but softer, soft, nice capitalism, the only reason that can exist is if there is a th third world or a, I like to say the term global south because it's nicer, uh, where all of the misery is the only reason they can have they can continue to do all of the same amount of polluting, still have their super exploitative companies, still have their like be carbon neutral where you pollute as much as you want and then pay so some rando in Africa or in India uh, can then deal with your pollution that's not sustainable that's yeah. not green that's not renewable 
And the other big one, which is not mentioned in the thing, is Germany is trying to go like, forward. we're going to be the first green country. And they're adding a ton of like solar and wind and stuff while also getting rid of perfectly good nuclear plants, which provide a ton of electricity. And if well, you close so, them down, well, you're going to end up... Well, it's not just that. You can't just close down a nuclear plant. Like the amount of you're resources lo- and money... you mean. Right. Like the best... For better or worse, regardless of how you feel about it, if you have a safe, and there is such a thing as a statistically safe and operating nuclear plant, if it wasn't, we would have a lot more Three Mile Islands and Chernobyls. Turns out, we don't. So, like, to turn those things off takes a significant amount of effort because physics says the happiest thing to do is to keep doing yeah. fission. <laughs> Stop. It's a chemical reaction that must essentially you just keep it going sort of forever. <laughs> Stopping it is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it requires a lot of energy to stop that energy creation. And this isn't that I think we should put our effort into doing new nuclear instead of new renewable. We but should be I, doing both. I do think nuclear is going to be a piece in the thing. And I know a lot of a lot of shysters will say that. And what they really mean is change nothing but also add nuclear. That's not what I mean. I'm saying that when we're talking about efficient energy sources, we have a greenhouse gas issue we don't have a there's too much nuclear waste issue in the same way. We do have, we don't really know what the fuck to do with okay. nuclear waste. Okay. We have, we're still comfortable <laughs> doing landfills the way we do. Yeah, and while nuclear is a generational long term problem, considering the landmass of the earth, we literally can pick a spot and be like, this is fucked for the next 50,000 years, but the percentage of landmass that takes is insignificant. It's these are solvable problems and I would argue more solvable than freaking carb like carbon capture. Yes. That's absolutely. like a fantasy compared to like a nuclear that works better. Our nuclear right now, believe it or not, does work better than it did in the 50s. Correct. We have had advances. A lot inside. and safety advances as well. <laughs> Like, if you built a 2020 cutting-edge, state-of-the-art fucking nuclear plant, unless everyone's lying to me, apparently it'd be pretty bitchin'. Yes. Like, especially compared to a three-mile islander. Yes. And as long as you don't build it somewhere that's going to get a tsunami hit them. Like or Germany's, a fault line. Germany's or... pretty central and not very active earthquake-wise. <laughs> like, good spot, really, for nuclear. This one takes nothing, and it's a fun little beep. Aaron, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Aaron Rodgers lied about getting his COVID shot. Aaron Rodgers is a very famous quarterback. You may know him from the discount double check on uh, State Farm. He plays for the Packers, and all all season he's been like, I am, they would say, are you vaccinated? He would say, and he would say like, I am immunized. And we're all like, okay, that, that seems, yeah, never Yeah, immunized mind. means you got your shots that, that your mean? parents made you get. I, like, because he, he wouldn't say he's been vaccinated, and we're like, okay, he's just, whatever, he's just being weird. And then, like, and I think two weeks ago, he got COVID, and then it, it's like, oh, he's not on the, the two-day out list, which is usually, you know, you might get COVID, but asymptomatic because you're vaccinated, and then you do your, you get your negative COVID test, and you know, you, get, you can get back on the field, NFL, money. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, he's on the 14-day 14 and that's an estimate Wait a second. we don't know that's a, he's probably no, that is a, a the 14 day was a minimum because oh, if okay. you're if you're unvaccinated 
that's the minimum amount of time for you to do your quarantine, go through the whole yep. thing, and all that shit. Yep. And we're like, what's going on? Oh shit, this asshole isn't actually vaccinated. And then it turns out, and I'm like, Aaron Rodgers had just been lying the whole time about his vaccine status. And I'm like, first of all, every single Packer win should be negated. He should be <laughs> every, every si- this season, every single win this season that he was the fucking st- he played in, gone. Or fuck it, remove his touchdowns and then see who won. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be some good shit. Uh, uh, every team they played against should be compensated. Like the Packers have to pay them because they've been putting them at risk. Every yes. defender who's had to fucking chase around this one asshole who didn't get his vaccine. Uh, it makes me furious. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and wait, wait, got, who should pay? Uh, the Packers. The te- like, well, Aaron Rodgers should fucking pay. No. <laughs> no, why? Why should Aaron Rodgers? Because he he took a job for a shit ton of money under the condition that he said he would get vaccinated. Don't get me wrong. I think he should be penalized in retribution, but why should he individually pay when there is a huge moneyed structure that could have verified this? Why did that structure fail those other players? I would I would have really loved if every single player had to do a blood test and, or just you have to get vaccinated in front of us. Like yeah. you're coming to the NFL facility and we're going to watch. <laughs> They'd still, still be Detroit. Detroit, though. Yo, and it's just funny because Doctor Q is in Pittsburgh, and uh, the the Lions got their they they broke their losing streak. They, they, they were they were zero and eight. Now, after playing the Steelers, they are zero eight and one. Oh, because we tied, which is possible. It requires so much fucking up in a row. It requires fifteen solid minutes of fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> and the clock hits zero, and then you <laughs> get. That was awesome. Q, Q at least knows about it. I don't know if they watch football actively, but you can't not be aware if you live. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. Wait, so wait, wait. We have to go. I'm sorry. We have to dig into this more because Q brought it up. The Packers are owned by the people of Green Bay. It's They're the, the only one that is. So that means. We should be taxing the I think people the, of Green Bay. No, I think the city of Green Bay should fucking be furious with Aaron Rodgers, and they should just like sue it, like a class action lawsuit of the city of the because, owners of the thing. Because the NFL and some corporate entity doesn't own the team, then yes, I go back to it should be on Aaron Rodgers. The people should yes. be able to be like, Aaron, you better fix this shit or get a new quarterback. <laughs> the of the team, that's kind of social. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Coffee Cat. Um... Oh, let me here. I, I will post this article if anyone wants to look at it. The, and the, the only reason I bring this up is today they were like, Aaron Rodgers has COVID toe. And I'm like, what? You said you said a term that I don't know if I've heard it before, but it has already turned into what you called a moving story. Mm. So please explain, ex- explain, expound. Aaron Rodgers today says, I don't have COVID toe. I broke my toe while I had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Because, I mean, we all believed he was vaccinated, and we saw that turned out. So do we believe he broke his toe? Also, what the fuck is COVID toe? It, it's apparently some, like you said, because COVID messes with your circulation and then your outer extremities yeah. can cause issues with your feet. That's the worst. I don't want to get COVID paw. <laughs> <laughs> He's got COVID paws. Aw. No, it's bad. Aw. <laughs> Wait, you said you have coffee beans? No, I'm coughing and have beans. I have COVID beans. COVID beans. Lord. All right, so that was our palate cleanser for whatever. Or either one of our final topic is relatively heavy. Are we going to do both or are we going to... Got to hit gonna... the one that we didn't talk about last week. 
Uh, you do that, and then we will go from there into the last one. So Kyle Rittenhouse didn't get in any trouble, uh, and we were all very surprised, correct? No. And it's not that I'm you're not supposed to care. It's not that you're not supposed to feel anger uh, because I feel those things, and I do care. It's more we all, like people listening to this, socialists, we know how the bourgeois justice system works. Our justice system here is not set up do not believe the hype that we have an equal and fair justice system. We all know we don't have that. So it is the expected result when someone comes out, violently stands up for the status quo, and is not punished for doing so, especially if they have the same demographic information that Rittenhouse did. I'm sorry that we know his name. Usually I try not to like say the names of little boy school it shooters. It doesn't matter at it's this point. Too, it's out there. We knew fucking day one. Right? So like... We saw the expected result, the, the, the bourgeois justice system stood up for. It's not even that Kyle himself is like an owning class person. I mean, kind of a little. Like, he's white and a, ma- he a male. He doesn't have the money. He's for, not. He's not. He's not the CEO. He doesn't he run New York Times or whatever. Out of this, he's probably going to get shit. But, freaking, do you have that thread? Because this do. is. Go right. into that. Uh, and real quick, uh, if you were on Bible study or what have you, we shared this. Then, but I'm going to do it again here. This uh, summarizes thoughts in a way that I really like. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to read just the entirety of this thread. It's like eight things. And this is in response to... So to point out, the context is a lot of people, especially on Twitter and a lot of notable names in... on Like even on MSNBC, CNN, a, a lot of popular mainstream media is commenting on... So the, the quoted tweet is, this Rittenhouse trial is a travesty. The judge is a complete and total right-wing lunatic. A person went with a gun to a protest and shot people and is arguing self-defense. How can this be? This is one of many blue checkmark people of anywhere from 500,000 to several million followers on Twitter alone, not counting mainstream media of actual news that non-Twitter people actually witness. Yeah, like CNN anchors and shit. And the, mine and several reaction to this is... By participating in that kind of outrage, you are playing the game that they want us to play. And now I am going to read this thread. You know the justice system isn't fair. You know that that is all hype. Uh, There are a whole lot of white liberals who have no idea just how far behind they are when it comes to laws around firearms and self-defense in the United States. You would think they would have learned after Trayvon Martin's murder, but no. And I say white liberals because virtually all of the people of color commenting on the and some white progressives recognize that the laws themselves are just set dressing for white supremacy, but the folks who are excited about Biden aren't ready for that conversation yet. Rittenhouse was always going to get off here. Anyone who read Wisconsin self-defense law knew it. Anyone who follows guns could have inferred it based on Wisconsin not being California or New England. Because that's how self-defense laws are written. Uh, quick little context. California, New England has very different sets of laws on, like, castle laws, stand-your-ground stuff, things they like that. There don't. are some, not only that they don't, but, like, they have things where you can't, you could not do what Rittenhouse did in those states and get this verdict. Depending there on which like state. two if, states. If where, the person is shot in the back, that might be your case. You're like, nah, you're fucked. Yes. That, yeah, very very De- true. Depending on what state. But that's two out of 50 fucking states. Uh, I'm going to continue. New England, my favorite state. Yep. 
Aside from carry laws and the like, the NRA has pushed hard to broaden self-defense laws. That's not just doing away with duty to retreat. It's putting the burden of proof on the prosecution. It's weakening language around mutual combatants. It's changing of what places of come changing what places come with what presumptions and critically in this case it's about inserting an enormous amount of subjectivity into every part of the law rittenhouse was getting off because someone along the line was going to make a judgment call about this white kid with a rifle someone was going to decide that maybe he was reasonable or maybe he had a legal right to be where he was or maybe it's for a jury to decide or maybe jesus himself came down from heaven and condemned his victims Every step of the way, there's a possible in. All of the ambiguity, all of the openings, meant that at some point in the process, Rittenhouse would walk. This is by design. It doesn't matter if the cops or the prosecutor or the judge or the jury, someone will give this kid the slack that a black kid wouldn't get. So, white liberals, are you going to scream some more about gun control argument you're five steps behind on, or are we going to talk about what's actually fucking happening? I find this thread to be critically important, and this is why I continue. Uh, I Zanny and I talked about it on like some of our early episodes about how we had uh, ungraceful exits to some political furry chats we were in, and part of the friction was not only did we refuse to participate in the outrage game, uh, we would call out that like the outrage isn't helping. And people felt we were attacking their valid emotions. If you feel outraged by the Rittenhouse verdict, that absolutely is valid. But the the reaction to that to get progress shouldn't be, how could this have happened? Well, it did. So, like, to me, my duty as a conscious being is if I'm asking how this could have happened, I don't want to immediately go to a platform I may or may not have and go... Everyone has to demand, how could this have happened? I should go read how this happened, and so should everyone else. And if I have learned, I should share it. To me, this whole thread exemplifies not just the true facts that the NRA has been working on these laws and other entities have been working on these laws longer than I have been alive. I am 35 years old. And the judges have been being put into place for... 10, 20... The people that talk about how this judge is insane, this is not an anomaly. This That's judge just... is not anomalous. This is just one we've heard about. It's weird that in the other case we're going to talk about, the lack of publicity probably helped the conviction happen. Not Absolutely. Lack of, not like publicity. Lack of uh, video. Like, the lack of there being a shit ton of people there. Yeah. Weirdly helped. Because, <laughs> yes, like, you were, like that freaking thread says... If you pay attention to how the justice system is structured, if you pay attention to how the laws are structured, these are not surprising results. And they're also not ones that can be changed by just, because I just said judges, I, the answer isn't to then put in, I ah, just put in like a better judge, but keep all of the rules the same. Because the system, and as that thread pointed out, in particular, these ambiguities are baked in on purpose. So when the... When the ambiguities are there on purpose, the right people in charge methodology of, but if only Democrats had all of these judges appointed, all that means is it's okay as long as that's there, and then as soon as the next, 
as we would say, shithead gets in, you haven't regressed. You have just changed what you're exploiting or not exploiting. You have not fixed the system. The system is fine. You just can never lose an election. The system is fine. You just have to be able to appoint every single, literally every single judge. Uh, the system is fine. You just have to... No, very few of the blue check people are arguing for any kind of systemic change. And remember, systemic does not mean a lot of people. <laughs> systemic means that within the arena you are in, if you try to do to be as good as you can or as evil as you can, how much can you actually get away with without having to like be a because this was all very by the book ordinary trial, except we all heard about it. That's kind of the bigger point you're making, isn't it? This is a pretty normal outcome. Pretty normal judge, pretty normal jury selection process that was entirely white people. Uh, pretty normal. The so, fact that okay. the prosecutor I, had to keep I would, standing I up. Would, I would absolutely assert that in no way, shape, or form was how this trial was going to progress be normal in that everyone knew going in, eyes were going to be on it. So what I mean by that is what's one of the most potent forces in the world? The spotlight. He knew eyes were going to be on him, and the judge still had his fucking ringtone on. With no, the, I'm saying with that's the by design. Being... I'm saying yeah. perhaps that's even. I'm not saying conspiracy theorists. I'm saying that's a conscious choice, because at that point, the judge probably in their head is going, "I get to flex and show off how much of a good white American I am." From what I've heard from lawyers, like years, that kind of they just kind of that's their mo. They're just like that, and I'm sure the spotlight, <laughs> if anything, cranked Emboldened. it up a bit. <laughs> so yes, the prosecutor say, yeah. kept having to stand up and say that is not the law, and we're like, what the fuck? The, the the jury, the fucking judge doesn't even know what the law is. And then lawyers are like, well, you see, yes, most judges don't know shit about fuck actually, and we're like, oh, that's normal and good and okay. That's how judges should be picked. <laughs> like, yep. What? And this is part of. So, like, part of it, too, is, uh, this is a little bit of a tangent, but how many times have you or any dear listeners, have you been at the ballot booth and gone over the judges list? And no one's running against, it's just retained well, or yes not. yes or no. It's not even yes or no, it's, do they get to stay? So, like, what... And judges the in the U.S. have like a 99% retention rate. Like, no judges don't get retained. We've talked about before that there is literally, it is it is a... Studied social phenomenon, incumbency bias is real, and our system does not address that. I don't know how much judges even factor into incumbents, because like you said, there's not an opposition. It's, it's just not even an you... opposition. If you have the choice between, all right, we have enough judges, do you keep this judge or get rid of them? The default is, I'm not going to take an action, I'm just... It, 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 I don't think you say, necessarily all should be like me, but you, I want you all to know that whenever that's on my ballot, I vote no on every single judge because I know that 99%. I'm like, if they were going to be anywhere near close, oh, no. <laughs> like, if they actually weren't going to clear that the easiest cleared bar of yeah. all time, I'm throwing myself in the no pile. So <laughs> I used to do that, and then I realized sometimes you're in districts where the close calls are for the progressive people. And so that's when I started doing my research on every judge. Uh, there are utilities and websites out there where you do have to trust that they are serving you and not some other agenda, but especially on LGBT stuff, there are a lot of good activist stuff that say, here is our rankings on judges, on queer and trans rights. Here is our list of judges on racial relations. This judge has a history of fighting for nonviolent 
crimes of people of color and tries to keep them out. This judge gives them a more fair chance, and they always have close elections. So that is my case for it's, it's not always the close calls are going to be for the shitheads. The close calls are also for the people we want to be judges. I want to remember the one time we did get a judge recalled, and I say we... It was a bunch, it was a select number of Californians. You remember the who was the guy, the college guy who like finger banged this passed out girl behind oh, a dumpster, I and then don't he's like, "Oh, it's not worth dumb. the oh, you shouldn't get that judge who let him off. He got recalled, which if whatever consolation that is to anybody. <laughs> well, like that's a that that in isolation is a thing that like should happen more, but doesn't. It is the extraordinary I mean, I the outlier. System, the system should say, like, there should be no voting. If you do that, then the system should have taken care of that yeah. in my ideal world. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe law professionals should have some input. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then it turns out that the law professionals, the, the judges, the people who are supposed to be our, our, our arbiters of law, of the letter of the fucking law, usually don't even know anything about the case. I'm like... I had to do homework in college to prepare for shit. Does the judge not have to go like nope. read a book for a sec? And then you remember, oh yeah, how do you win a judge? Judges are elected. How do you win elections? By having money. And then you're like, how many just like working class judges? Oh, zero? There are like basically zero judges who are like, I worked in a shoe factory and then I was a judge. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Your rich fail son lawyer, not even fail son. <laughs> to be a judge, you, you can't be a fail son. You can be a shitty lawyer maybe. But if you're going to be a judge, you're a moderate success. And you're like, I have had a good time with private practice. I would like to retire and be a judge. <laughs> like, And that's who all of our judges are. Different case. This came out today, this verdict. We are on to uh, freaking Ahmaud Arbery, which, and in this case, uh, convictions all around. Ahmaud Arbery is the one in, oh, geez, was it Georgia or Florida? Georgia. Yeah, say if it was Florida. Brunswick, Georgia. In Georgia, this was a guy who was just in his own neighborhood, just jogging. And, uh, well, we don't know because they never came back alive, but what seems to have happened is they were just jogging around their neighborhood like they do often. And the worst crime, I say in quotes, they may or may, they, well, they're on camera, they committed crime is that they walked through a construction site. And All just right, kind of looked so, at stuff. Okay, not only... Did you re, did you have a chance to read that article I shared or no? Oh, no. All right, so let me give some context because I read this whole article and I'm going to try to summarize as best I can because I read it earlier today. Ahmad Arbery, I hope I'm saying that correctly, Ahmad Arbery uh, would go on runs regularly. So the attire he was in was in running shorts and some athletic running shirt or what have you. This isn't a new neighborhood they just like pulled no. up to randomly. This is like their area. And there was a partial construction of a house, business, something. There was some in-progress construction. No one was living there. No one was actively working on it and was seen several times going into, like, not just on the outskirts and watching, going into the construction Which and walking I do through it. All the time. Same. <laughs> I if think I everyone kind of does this. It's You're cool. Like, hmm, you get to look see, at this shit. Like, like yeah. I don't, I don't steal anything. I don't break things. I just look at it and I leave. A, another core piece is I think this was someone's in progress house. So, like, at a, at a kind of technical level, it's trespassing, trespassing. But, like, what harm was done? None. Even if they, by the way, even if they had walked in, wrecked their entire house, st this this construction project, and stolen everything, that in no way uh, is a death sentence. And we will talk about what happened as a consequence of this. Uh, another didn't. piece, another piece was the person who owned this house or site or what have you had a boat or RV and said a bunch of things 
were stolen from it, but they could not confirm whether the boat was at the house at the time of the things being quote-unquote stolen. This could be some fucko they, that had things just, they lost They might have just gone on a trip and then forgot to bring it back with their boat. Yes. So, further context. Even then, if he had stolen the whole boat, by the way, still not a death sentence in America. Yep. So then uh, these three fuckfaces, whose names I'm not going to name, but I, I will share the article. Like, they, they do have names and such, <laughs> obviously. If you want to direct, if you want to do a spell tonight and direct yeah. it at them, <laughs> find uh, yourself. But a, a person, aged 65, his son, aged 35, and their neighbor, aged 52, uh, saw the person in there maybe one or more times. I don't know the full context of like how they knew or maybe they didn't know about the stuff stolen from the boat, but basically exactly right like saw a a black person perhaps multiple times quote unquote casing an in progress house with nothing of value and maybe. perceived them to be a threat that they were going to steal things and then decided to get in two trucks and chase him down. Now it gets worse. So, content warning. This get, If you do not know the details of this case, it gets worse. They chase him down. He runs for, I don't know, blocks, miles. It's in the article. I don't recall the details. But They're chase not him in, down. like, a city area. It's no, like, this is a suburb. It's wooded. Yeah. Wooded suburb. Like, chase him down, and then they corner him, stop him, what have you, and then get into some kind of verbal argument, and the... All right, hang on either edit this or talk for a bit because I do want to quote a specific thing of what they did. So what happens was they get out of their cars and one of the people takes out, takes his shotgun that he had, for sake of this argument, let's say it's legal and registered, has takes a shotgun out during the pursuit because his U.S. Coast Guard training had taught him that showing a weapon could de-escalate a potentially violent situation. This person was in running shorts and a shirt, clearly was unarmed, and the reason why this person was shot three times and was murdered was because, quote-unquote, it was obvious that he was attacking me, that if he would, ha would have gotten the shotgun from me, then this was a life-or-death situation, so I shot. I had to shoot them because if I would have, I don't know, given them my gun, they would have shot me. <laughs> That's the defense. Luckily, I didn't work, and they're all going to jail, maybe forever, who knows. Uh, I did see a little breakdown. The only thing that I was left with at the end of it was the, the counts of, there was four counts of felony murder, and I think I just don't know the legal intricacies, but my first question is, what are how do you get four counts of murder on one murder? And then of the three guys, two were convicted of all four counts, and one was convicted of three out of four. So I'm like, what did that one person do that they were guilty of three counts of felony murder, but not the fourth? At that point, a a piece of our system is the minutiae of how right. do you apply it, how do you pick and choose? And a lot how of that responsible is are you? It's not so much that, it's always about the district attorney, always like a how long have we heard they have a 99% conviction rate? So it's about the number, not about doing justice. Like, I want a district attorney that loses things because the evidence came out and it 
was the correct outcome, right? Like, and instead, it's this perversion of we need to follow the number and have this strong conviction rate because no one, it's essentialism. A, a, a district attorney that has a slam dunk conviction rate means they only get the bad guys. They are good. They are essentially a good district attorney. So part of the whole negotiation of charges is to make sure your conviction rate looks good. Because if you look into any district attorney that has a 99% conviction rate, you'll find a lot of gray fucking areas where they got a conviction that was effectively someone innocent. Exactly. Well, everybody, we are, we're at time. This is, this is a, I mean... It's not that we don't. We could easily talk about this for the freaking rest of our lives, but we essentially have two cases almost back to back of various injustices. And while I guess the the only point I'm left with is yes, the 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 Rittenhouse verdict is that's the bourgeois court making bourgeois decisions, and the Arbery thing that is still the bourgeois court making bourgeois decisions. It just happens that this time the coin flip like worked out. And I think, like I was saying earlier, I think the thing that helped this was it wasn't in the middle of a big crowd or a protest, and it wasn't seen as, like, a political... Like, people defend Rittenhouse regardless because they, like, like agree with what they think his politics probably are. He's a fucking child, but they... it's They're, like, already, you know primed, I mean? they're already primed to think yeah. these protesters are terrorists. It's a team sports thing. It's a he's out there killing Antifa or whatever the fuck. The Arbery one was i guess luckily in huge air courts removed from that so it was i don't know easy uh, was it easier for them to see that it was a blatant murder <laughs> it functionally doesn't understand because as we've kind of talked about the ambiguity of the system means these outcomes will statistically happen it doesn't all right so the last the thing i kind of want to sign off on is what i was saying is uh this verdict came out today and a, I have seen several people, not people I know, but I have seen in several chats, people say this, this balances out the Rittenhouse Ooh. verdict. And that is, and thankfully I've seen other people tackle it like, no good happened in either case. And, and I guess the, the, the plea, the request to, to anyone listening, part of, to me, a social responsibility is... Not randos necessarily on the internet, but if you're in a group chat, if you have friends, family, extended stuff, workplace stuff, and you feel safe to not get fired to challenge these things, is if someone says something like that, that is, they, they're essentially saying shit kind of has to be bad. It is an endorsement of the status quo, and we got a good outcome in this one. But what's a good outcome? A bunch of people were emboldened to drive down and hunt and murder a black man who went running and liked seeing a partially built house. Let's say he stole shit. And it's 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 shit. Look, who, who that's what insurance is for. Like let's say the guy was casing the place and did steal stuff. We have laws on the books for even if we think it's disproportionate, the laws in the book say you don't die. The laws in the book say, all right, well, that was nonviolent. You have to do community service and you have to repay these things. Like, that is that is not an unfair outcome for, eh, I did some antisocial stuff and I stole some shit. It's a fucking good thing that Ahmad had, seems to have had a pretty wholesome-ass, spotless life 
or a lot of America would even more of America would be chanting how his murder was justified because of like you're saying, how would they know he stole whatever from what boat? Cause whoever's criminal record will come out after they get shot if they have one. And that's always brought up like it's relevant as if whoever that was doing this violence had a detailed case, a file on them before they went and like did a cold blooded murder. But on that's somebody. also part of essentialism. Who cares what your exactly. rap sheet as is? If that's even rational, rationalizable. We that's, that is part of the, the we're indoctrinated built into it. The, the capital L liberalism, people deserve some things or they don't deserve them. And that's why you get them. Rich people deserve to be rich because they were so good, and that's why they're rich. People who get, like, criminals get killed on the street because they deserve that for living a life of crime or whatever the hell. And I'm glad somebody's in trouble for fucking something, but it does not fix anything. So so my plea for this and the Rittenhouse verdict as well is I I believe this genuinely, and it's just kind of seeing it and... Pepper's the same way, and increasingly more people in my circle where I bring up these challenges. Uh, I I talk about regularly. I go to a group called Drinking Liberally, and it is primarily, at least in the ones I go to, yes, there are a lot of lefties like me, liberals. but they are liberals. And that's not a condemnation or anything. That's just the people that are there. Most of my friends are liberal. Most humans <laughs> currently so, are liberals. And I, I don't attack them i don't like judge but i bring up that like hey your outrage is actually playing into the 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 media fervor of what's going on like why did this happen why does this continue to happen as the the twitter thread why I will share, there be no change Martin, between now and the next why one to is make this it different? going to happen again this isn't the first this isn't even the hundredth this isn't even the thousandth this is the this is the the thousandth we've heard of this century. I was gonna say this century, like we have the one thing in American history that is consistent is shit like this. And so I don't mean to like this whole story. Both of these stories are horrible and tragic, but I have to have a a thing to look forward to. And the thing I'm learning from all of this is outrage is part of the machine, and not outrage culture that the right calls it as. Oh, they're trying to take us down because they get they get outraged so easily. That battle is part of the game plan, consciously or not. If you are getting outraged and you're not applying it to the system and instead you're applying outrage to the individuals, you're not that energy is then not being spent on trying to change the system. And that's that is my takeaway from this challenge the people you know and respectfully please sincerely you're you're going to have someone near and dear to you in your life go thank god these people are gonna go to jail and like yes but, in this case yeah that's probably better and, and like <laughs> that's not necessarily a bad thing but to me it's well yes and 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 what next what, what are we doing to make this better next time? What are we doing even to make sure that the next court case, because there, there are going to be more There are still based. ones going to trial from shit from last year that we haven't got to yet. Yeah. So I was, this one I almost had forgot about. I'm like, oh, yeah, we still, yep, that trial hasn't ended yet. Hey, don't forget, Ghislaine Maxwell is on trial right now 
for being the recruiter for a massive child rapist ring, which is only, not only, one of the reasons it's significant is most of the very powerful movers and shakers that we know and love hung out with this guy, and none of them are going to get in trouble for it. Uh, even, like, supposedly, like, child rape is, like, the worst crime in our society, yet you're allowed to fly on the child rape plane many, many times and never be in any way, like, put under suspicion for it. Gates, Clinton... Name a rich All right, person. Real quick, our, I, the, the, the coda to this maybe <laughs> we edit right this. Now. Maybe we edit this out. There was a bunch of QAnon stuff about you know it was the Clintons and Pizzagate. We all remember this. And the, to me, the danger, the a huge danger of conspiracy theorists is it deflects and takes away from the actual harm that's happening. Did did pizza was Pizzagate true in all of the details that was out there? No, they were just throwing shit at the wall for internet fun. But, but they happened to be correct that, yeah, Bill Clinton spent a lot of time on a plane called the Lolita Express that was famous amongst ultra billionaires for being the plane you take to the child rape island. And like and that no part, one's going to say anything about it. <laughs> like, But but did it involve this pizza joint and no. all this other stuff? <laughs> no! No, they did no. it on an island. We, we know the plane. We know the island. We know the person. We know the recruiter. Her name is Ghislaine Maxwell. She's on trial right now. Uh, <laughs> and people are going to give her a break. She's a woman! How sexist America! <laughs> I will say time I've and time seen again. That we, from just, blue checks. we just talked about this uh, earlier today, talking about why, like, why I don't suit as much, or why I'm uncomfortable with various swimsuits. Uh, the number one demographic of people that have ignored me saying no and have groped me without consent, or heard me say no and then groped me and tried to do more is white women. Bitches, be true. And and I say this, and I'm a villain. I do. I. I do this not is, like. You're how do I? You're non-binary, so this isn't the right word. But this is the. At the time, the, I wasn't. This is the grain of truth in the like men's rights movement. Is like there are some men's rights that are actually men's ignored. rights. <laughs> men's rights movement things that are true. That like it doesn't matter if some Nazi sexist chud says it or not. Sexual divorce assault courts, of men. sexual assault of men, custody, incarceration, custody. Body integrity rights. We do not have the, mental health is not taken seriously. Mental health in general here is bad, but there is if an asymmetrical difference. These are things that are true. I, for a time, was on all the MRA stuff, and I got the fuck out because it was too toxic. But in no way have I given up on the my lived experiences. Just like women's pain is not taken seriously. They are different. They The context for them is all different. But suffering is suffering. Troubles are troubles. We need to advance society for all of us. And we need to understand the context for white men, people of color, non-binary. Like, we need to uplift everyone and some groups. And by some groups, I mean heavily, heavily disenfranchised groups. And it's not saying all these groups are treated shittily equally i will but never equality say equality does actually mean everyone equality does actually mean everyone. everyone not just you know the, the priorities are different depending on who you are but yes it does mean everybody and yeah even white dudes are going to be part of the fucking revolution 
They have to be. Otherwise, yes. there's too many. <laughs> like, it really becomes down to a logistics thing. If all white people really are just evil, that makes the fight a shit lot harder. Because now you got to fight like 40-something percent of the country as opposed to 0.1% of the country. <laughs> I'm picking 0.1. I choose my opponent as the ruling class. Yes. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, it's just fucking hopeless. We're never. We're not doing it. It's never going to happen. We're not going to beat 49% of people. We can beat 0.1. Yeah, absolutely. That was actually kind of cheerful. My friends, this has been Last Minute Politics. I'm Dragor. And I'm Pepper. Bye! Bye. <laughs> Yay, we did it because I can visually cue and we're going to sync up. Yeah! <laughs>